Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Homeowner's insurance. There's nothing more boring than a conversation about insurance. <laughs> that is, until you need it. And when it comes to your home, your castle, your sanctuary. Many people get it wrong when and if the time comes when they need to file a claim. From the insurance industry, we're going to share nine mistakes homeowners commonly make when filing an insurance claim. And they want to point out right up front, and although they were less common, fire and lightning claims were the losses with the highest claim severity from 2017 to 2021. Meaning that per claim, it was high cost. And those costs came in at $83,500 on average per claim for those. More than likely, wind and hail were the most frequently seen loss events, which accounted for nearly 40% of property damage claims in 2021. That's according to the Insurance Information Institute. And trust me, if you live in the upper Midwest, hail's a thing. And honestly, we'd rather get the hail than the tornado, I'm just saying. Because the tornado wants to take everything. Hail, you know, you can replace stuff. Hail's okay. I mean, it's not thrilling, but if I got to choose, give me the hail. Although some of that can be pretty big and the damage can be pretty severe. They say, the, the insurance industry says that each year, about one out of every 20 home policyholders will file a claim. And the average claim uh, that uh, is due to wind and hail is about 3% of uh, the claims. And it's an average of about $12,900. The fire and lightning we talked about is about 23.5% of claims. So let's start by what are these things they're talking about? <laughs> and this one, oh my God. Let me start with number one. Number one thing most homeowners don't do not reading the policy. So I asked you a question. Do you know what your policy covers? Not understanding what a policy covers can lead to disappointment when a homeowner goes to file a claim for an event that isn't covered. Let me make this plain for you. Flooding is not covered under your homeowner's insurance policy. You probably know that. But if you didn't, I'm going to say it again. Flooding is not covered. You have to get a separate policy through the federal government. You can't buy this from an insurance company. Insurance companies don't cover flooding. This is different from a sewer backup. We're talking about straight up, uh, top the dam, flood the street, flood the house kind of flooding. Not covered under your homeowner's policy. And you need to find out, honestly, if you live in a floodplain. Because if you live in a floodplain, you may or may not be able to get it. And it's something that you really should look into before you even buy the house. Find out what your flooding risk is and if you need the policy. And the question is, if you need the policy, then the question might other be, do I really want to live here? Just saying. Number two, something I would have thought of, having the wrong coverage. Not standing what's covered, having the wrong coverage is a common mistake. I put that, though, at the feet of your insurance agent. A good insurance agent would go over your needs with you and periodically take a second look so that you will always have the right coverage. If you haven't looked at your homeowner's policy in a while, say three years or more, it may be a good time to go pay your uh, agent a visit with policy in hand and go through to make sure you're okay. 
because things change. You add stuff. You take away stuff. Kids move and go to college. You know, you have kids. All this stuff changes the policy and may change your coverage. And it doesn't hurt to do that at all. Most of us are guilty of number three, not having a home inventory. I know I'm guilty. I bet you are too. A complete list of home contents is a vital tool when dealing with an extensive loss like a tornado or a flood or God knows fire. Your cell phone is your best friend. Take pictures, file them, make sure your insurance agent has this because it's important. And it's too late to try to justify stuff when everything's in ruin spread over the parts of three counties. Little tough to file a claim. Here's what I wouldn't have thought about. Not maintaining a property is number four. And they say insurance covers unexpected damage, not issues caused by failing to properly care for a home. Listen carefully. Neglecting to correctly maintain a property can lead to a claim being denied. That's according to Forbes advisor. Keep up your house. Insurance company can turn you down if they figured out that the damage was more because you didn't keep it up as opposed to unexpected things happening, not maintaining a property, something I wouldn't have thought of. Number five, and this is, it's common sense. We probably don't do it. We assume a lot. Don't assume. Number five is not communicating clearly. Make sure your agent understands your needs. Make sure your agent understands your loss. Again, pictures, commentary, a conversation, having them reiterate or otherwise respond to you in writing what it is that you told them to make sure they understand what you said to make sure you that they understood what you meant. It's important because they're going to articulate to the underwriters. And if your agent and the underwriter don't understand, you're not going to get the proper resolution of the claim that you want in the time that you want it. That's important. Um, this would never be a problem with me, but I guess it is for some people. Waiting to file a claim. Policyholders shouldn't delay when filing a claim. This only prolongs the time it takes to get the property repaired. Well, duh. So here's my question. And this article does not, does not answer this question, but I'll put it to you. Check with your agent to find out what a reasonable time frame is when a loss has occurred. You know, what is reasonable? There may be valid reasons why you're waiting, but find out from your agent what a decent time frame is, particularly if your area has suffered a loss. It's not just your home. It's obviously going to take longer. And in the early days, they're going to be swamped. Find out if you can get through to your agent and the underwriters what that takes. But again, if you have the home inventory, if you're taking pictures, that makes it a lot easier too, because that's just a matter of emailing them. Not documenting damage. All I'm going to say, I've said it a couple of times. I'm going to say it again. Your cell phone is your friend. Forbes advisor noted photos are policy's friend, policyholder's friend when filing a claim. And ideally, they would have photos from before and after the loss event. That's a little optimistic. But again, if you had a home inventory and you took pictures, that would help. And that's what they're saying. You know, if you want to file a claim and you want to get it resolved the way that that would be satisfactory to you, they can't have enough information. 
Number number eight, cleaning up too fast. I got a problem with this. Well, most people want to clean up after an accident as soon as possible. Homeowners who have a loss, such as fire or flood, should wait till all damage uh, is properly documented. Take pictures. The sooner, the better. And again, if you know the time frame, you check with your agent and see if the pictures will do or if they need to inspect it directly. And then number nine, something I wouldn't have thought of, filing too many claims. Insurance companies consider previous claims history when setting rates and policyholders with a record of filing claims are likely to be considered a higher risk of generating more claims in the future, meaning you could get canceled. And sometimes it's wiser, according to Forbes advisor, for an homeowner to pay small repairs rather than filing a claim. To that, I said, if I got to file a claim, it's because I don't have the money. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. 